One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGenin Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, and I'm joined each and every week by Garrett G Money Mun. And I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossing. <laughs> I uh, I finally watched that movie, man. You finally watched They Live? Yeah, I finally watched They Live. Like, for the first time ever? For the first time ever, yeah. How have you gone your entire life without watching They Live? Well, I may have seen it, like, when I was little. Because, <laughs> um, you know, my family was, like, big wrestling fans. But yeah, I didn't remember it. So I'm like, uh, I heard that that uh, that quote before. Like, oh, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. But I didn't know where it came from. And then so I'm on Peacock, and I'm like, what's this movie uh, directed by John Carpenter and uh, starring Roddy Roddy Piper? Uh, <laughs> I watch it, and I'm like, oh shit, this is actually pretty good. It's actually on Peacock. Yeah, it's on Peacock. I can't remember where did I watch it last. I think it, the last place it's I on saw the it was uh, <laughs> it's either Hulu or Amazon had it on there too. But yeah, it is a classic. It was a great movie. Um, the other another one you should check out is uh, <laughs> Hell Comes to Frog Town. What? Hell Comes to Frog Town. It's another Piper movie. Oh, okay. That's comes to frog town. I'll uh, see if I can find yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty much Piper is a human, and he ends up in a town full of frogs. It's like Planet <laughs> of the Apes, but with frogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's it's so it's so gloriously bad. Like it's it's awesome. <laughs> oh man, a lot of fun. Speaking of hell. Um, you can come on over to Twitter, which is a whole other ring of hell on its own, uh, especially if you trash AEW. Uh, you can follow us there at WrestleGettingPod with one D, uh, Instagram, WrestleGettingPod with two Ds. And you can check out our sister Instagram for the underscore collection. Then hit us up on Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with one D as well, YouTube.com slash for the collection. And you can buy some of our shit at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Podcast. That's WrestleGettin' with two D's podcast. And then RedBubble.com slash people slash Podcast as well to find some more merchandise that we have. Um, Before we get into Friends of the Show, let's uh, let's go ahead and do this coronation. The WrestleGettin' Fictional Wrestler Smackdown. Uh, this came to a very, very tight final match for the voting. Um, for a second there, I thought it was going to end in a tie. Thankfully, oh, it didn't. 
So, yeah, it was close. <laughs> uh, but props to Jimmy King. Jimmy King is the WrestleGeddon fictional wrestler SmackDown champion. Defeating Thunder Lips in the finals. So it was uh, King ended up with 58% of the vote to Thunder Lips' is, uh, 42 So very, very close. That's for sure. So awesome. So I'm sure uh, our good friend Jimmy King is very happy that he is the uh, pretty much the king of the fictional wrestlers. So <laughs> good stuff there. That was that was a pretty cool vote. Uh, pretty cool idea. So might have to uh, do something like that again. Maybe if we can come up with something like theme music or um, I know a couple other um, podcasts just did tag teams. I want to do tag teams, but theme music might be a fun one. So. Yep. Oh, awesome. All right. So go from that and make sure you check out friends of the show um, who we have also dubbed the four horsemen of the wrestling podcast um, with us being one of them. Uh, you can check out the fig cave with our good friend, Phil Gentile. Uh, the Run-In Podcast with their boys Tommy and DJ. Uh, they'll have a new episode dropping Friday. So if you're listening to this, your episode should already be out. Um, and the call-up with Kenny, a uh, friend of the show as well. Uh, he just dropped an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Um, of course, he, uh, uh, as he dubbed him in the interview, Wrestling's Oprah. So, <laughs> and then he's got a, another one dropping this week. Uh, with Connor of the Ascension, formerly of the Ascension, so or next week, Monday, Monday. So definitely check that out. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to them as well, so you don't miss any of their new episodes. Um, pretty awesome. Awesome indeed. And then uh, make sure you guys follow Jimmy King at King Will Rule You, and congratulate him on winning the WrestleGeddon. Fictional wrestler SmackDown. Pretty much everyone he faced in that competition got crowned in the end. So. Yep. Right. You guys got anything else before we jump into the news? Nope. Nope. Right. Awesome. Uh, I do want to say real quick before we do get into the news, thank you to everybody that checked out the 100th episode last week. Um, we had one of our bigger episodes uh to date that 100th episode so we do appreciate it if you're new to the show thank you for checking us out uh hopefully we entertain you enough going forward that you stay each and every week and continue to listen so and then go buy a shirt (laughs) all right so let's get in to what very little news we have this week hotline fans i have got a hotline rumor for you the number what's the number let me call the number in the hoaxers hotline you may do so by dialing 1-945-4-Hawk all right so paul orndorff uh was announced um was a monday uh paul orndorff had passed away uh condolences to him and his family uh friends loved ones very sad to see another um, another wrestler go. 
Um, I think Paul Orndorff had a really good career spanning pretty much like territories, WWF, WCW, a uh, great run with Piper, uh, part of the Heenan family, at least from what I remember for, from WWF, like the early days. So, uh, he's a little bit before my time. We're at that point where really I wasn't going back and watching stuff, but uh, some of the older stuff, but um, we'll definitely send our condolences out to the, the family, friends, and loved ones of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yeah, I remember him uh, mostly from uh, WCW. And I wasn't like when I started watching WCW, he was he made like a couple appearances on there. But it wasn't anything like I wasn't watching WCW prior to uh, 1996. No. I remember when was him and uh, what's his name uh, tag team champions? They were like uh, simply wonderful or something like that. I have no idea, but that sounds like an awesome tag team. Uh, him and uh, Paul Roma. Uh, da, 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 da. And then he was uh-huh. like in the faction with uh, Sting and the Steiner Brothers too. I think uh, that was like early WCW. Though. You probably that was like early nineties yeah. or something. Oh, uh, let's see what we got here. Simply Wonderful? Is that the name of the tag team? Pretty Wonderful. Pretty Wonderful. That was it. So was he Pretty Paul Roma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pretty Wonderful. Uh, yes, uh, July 1994. They were running oh, the, yeah, the that titles. Was uh, off of Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan, actually. And they feuded with Stars and Stripes after they won the titles. Yeah. This is the Patriot and Buff Bagwell. Really? I didn't know Bagwell was wrestling in WCW in 94. Buff Bagwell? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he's been in WCW a long last time. I did not know that. Like, I didn't know who he was until um, it was him and uh, Scotty Riggs, the American Males. Yeah, yeah, he was he was in there before that. Awesome. Okay. Well, in '94, I may or may not have been born. So uh, that'll tell you what I know of. Said person we're talking about. What do you mean, may or may not? It's like you either were or you weren't. <laughs> well, it depends on what month we're talking. This Anytime is like July. Well, I'm again, may or may not have been on uh, alive. I was born in July. <laughs> you know, I had a birthday last Saturday. Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> no, I but, won't tell um, anyone how old I turned because you know it'll make you feel old. Twenty-one. Is <laughs> no. that fucking young? <laughs> Lord. Awesome. Uh, not too, not too young for Sonny. 
Not too young for Sonny. You wow, speaking right. of, it's a good segue there. Sonny is out of jail and back creating content for her OnlyFans page. And uh, she needs and Carl she, to join. <laughs> she <laughs> is looking for co co stars for photos and videos. So, uh, yeah. Sonny, I'm pretty sure Carl's offer still stands. So like my So uh so if you're listening, he's got you. <laughs> oh my god. No, I was think, I was thinking we all all three could uh volunteer and have the uh, Russell Gettin gangbang. Huh? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I think I'm gonna pass on that one. Uh, yeah, me too. honestly, I just sound like a STD waiting to happen. <laughs> Probably more than an STD. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if we uh, wear a Russell Gedden T-shirts, we probably go uh, viral. Oh my god, and, uh, is it worth it though? <laughs> Front row of WrestleMania tickets, man. We talked about it last week. What would you do for WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. Would you would you bang Sunny for WrestleMania tickets? Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. Ugh. And this I this would. is the thing though. Any it's tickets? like I I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I was like, if it was Sunny from like the nineties. Yeah, Sonny no. now, no. Yeah, Sonny now. WrestleMania tickets. I don't. I, it's tough. You don't have to I eat her out. Have have, like, like, my God. Like, no. You. Yeah. Nothing you're gonna say is gonna make the situation better. <laughs> the thing is, like, she's only forty-eight. So she's not even that old, but cocaine's a hell of a drug. That's <laughs> a little. She's done stuff a little harder than cocaine. <laughs> well, I'm sure she has. <laughs> well, she just she looks like really bad, but at her Hall of Fame induction, she didn't look bad. But now, like she she looks like hammered shit. <laughs> yep. Who knows, that. man? If we do it, might be able to get Jim Ross on the podcast. Like yeah. what? Jim Ross on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! Oh man, that's terrible. That definitely. That definitely. Hey, hey dude, what about this? What about this? Would you do? He's gonna call us. He's gonna call us the would... WWE podcast. No, look, 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 look. Would you have sex with Sammy? <laughs> With JR doing commentary. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that's like, oh my god, it's gonna be a rough slapper night. <laughs> <laughs> my god. My god. Chris is making him feel his pants when he's falling out. Oh, it's a 14 minute still there. Oh my god. Oh, that's so bad. 
Oh, all right. Oh, what else we got here? That's pretty much it for news. Like, it's a pretty slow week for um in ring news. Uh, we do have a little bit of uh, let's let's uh rumor roundup here. Let's talk a little bit about this, this big rumor this week that Daniel Bryan possibly going to AEW. Don't do it. I'm okay with it. I really see him in like uh, Impact. Impact, Ring of Honor. I'd rather see him go back to Ring of Honor, honestly. Yeah. Probably the best. But if you want, if you're still looking for someplace that has a big enough stage and um, freedom to do what you want. AEW is probably the best option for that, but um, you say that, but then the first thing that's going to happen is he's going to get put in a feud with oh, uh, Cody. Rhodes. He's, he's going to wrestle Cody. Yeah, I mean that's what's yeah. going to happen. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, the young bucks and all them probably get jealous. He probably won't be able to be like champion. Yep. Oh. Oh, man, that's terrible. Like I, I think it's cool. Like if he shows up in AEW, I don't. I don't think it's a bad a bad spot for him. I mean, I don't think it's bad. I just to me, like um, AEW has like too much too much talent that they don't know what to do with. Um, yep. I'd like to see him go to like uh, Impact. Which that goes to um, let's let's go ahead and bro- um, pop this one in here now since we're talking about impact a little bit. Uh, we have a discussion question on here, um, and that question was let me scroll back up to my notes. Could uh, impact ever be number two again, and what would it take to get them there? So. If Daniel Bryan ends up going to Impact, would Daniel Bryan be enough to make Impact number two? Yeah. Mm, they'd be pretty close. Yeah. He could. I think. He actually, actually, I wasn't I doing my idea. My idea um, didn't include uh, Daniel Bryan, but it did include another superstar. Um. What they should do is uh, take Moose and just have him fucking run through your roster. Fucking squash everybody, right? For a few weeks. Yeah. Um, fire Don Callis. Like, because like whoever actually, came up with that. Actually, yeah, fire, fire Don Callis. Fire him in real life. Like, get him out of the organization. Because whose bright idea was it take to take your belt and put it on some asshole in another organization that's not promoting it? Don Gallus. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have Moose beat Kenny Omega for the title. Get your title back. And, you know, unless, like, you know, Kenny Omega does something stupid, like it refuses to do the, the job or something like that, then you can have him vacated or whatever you want to do. 
Or you yes. have it set up as Moose being your big your big top star. Um, and then uh, I was saying what they should do is uh, call up Nick Aldis and be like, hey, Nick, what what dollar amount do you need uh, to step away from NWA and come to Impact? And then have him, you know, don't have him come straight up for the title. You know, have him come into the company, uh, get, you know, some, some key wins. And then have him challenge for uh, Moose for the belt. I think you'd get like a big, a big pop off of that. I think it'd be good. I don't think you even need to have Nick all this like actually come into the company. Like a partnership with NWA would work too. Right. And I think with both of them, with NWA and Impact, they would actually promote each other pretty well. Is um yeah, I think- NWA is pretty good about promoting like. Um, other stars from other organizations. So. Yeah, I just I, I just think uh, you know Moose is a big enough guy and he's he's pretty good, but like, he can be that dominant figure that you need as like a champion. And then yeah. you just need, you just need like some hot baby face, which you know you could do Daniel Bryan. That's what I'm saying. Like Daniel Bryan would be good in that role. Just some hot baby face uh, to you know work his way up the company and go after the belt. Absolutely. I think the other thing that's not that's hurting them as well is your television deal. Yeah. Like is who has access TV? Like it's not available across every cable provider to begin with. It's you can't find them on Twitch. Like unless you are tuning in when the show goes live, like there's no other way to watch it. Um you can watch it on Impact Plus for free. So if you pull up Impact Plus's website, you can watch Impact for free. Uh, or you can do a 99-cent YouTube subscription and watch Impact on there as well. But, but most people aren't going to do that, and they'd rather watch it on cable just to make it a little easier, or DVR it so they can watch it when they want to, instead of having going back through and searching for it through other streaming services. Yeah. Yep. I think that's that's I think that's one of the biggest things that's hurting impact right now is their, their television deal. Because they have the talent. They have a lot of talented well, I mean, people I mean, on the tele- roster. Yeah, television deals are not like all they're they're cracked up to be, like especially now in today's market yeah. when most people don't have cable. Uh but you know, if you're not gonna sign with like a decent uh provider like at least like put this stuff on youtube like uh, uh without a paywall yeah. or if they can get like a deal with like um um uh, like like a local affiliate like to play it like on like saturday nights or something like that that's out of um of like you know what i'm saying like um yeah. like you said like wrestling like small promotions come on like uh fox like whatever local Fox affiliate or uh, CW or WB or whatever it is now. Um, and that's the thing. Like if your product is good enough, like, and it's drawn, like, and you're able to draw the buzz and draw the attention with the talent that you have for your product, it doesn't matter what time slot it's on. People will watch, like look at ECW. ECW was on midnight on Saturday and people watched. Like, 
I mean, that's that's like one of the biggest things. If you, you could draw the you could draw the viewer in or draw the viewer and keep them engaged for however long your show is with the talent that you have, you you can pull in the numbers, you can pull in the ratings, you can have a successful show. But I think Impact is probably the highest rated show on Access TV anyway. I mean, there's nothing else on Access TV. No, pretty much. Yeah. But um, like I remember when it was on the the other channel before that, and it was like the lead into Shit's Creek. So, so they're hoping they're trying to get some of those people from Shit's Creek to watch Impact beforehand. But I think that's pretty much two completely different audiences. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. All right, so. That was, that was a good question thrown there, Carl. All right. So uh, figure news this week. Got a little bit of uh, some San Diego Comic-Con news coming early. Uh, Monday it was revealed that the one of the uh, big San Diego Comic-Con exclusives is going to be a Sergeant Slaughter, uh, which is modeled after the LJN figure. Um, you know, LJ, if you're not familiar, the big rubber figures from like the, uh, mid eighties. Um, so that's going to be up on Mattel creations website. It says MattelCreations.com. 722 is the launch date for that. And that is at noon Eastern time, 9 AM, uh, West coast time. Uh, this, this slaughter is pretty awesome. Uh, I've got a ton of accessories. Comes with the soft goods, camo jacket. It's got the riding crops, got the hat, the glasses, and there will be a special black card chase variant, uh, which the uh, the packaging will be a throwback to the old LJN black card series, which was one of the final LJN sets to come out. So pretty psyched for that one. Um, the 23rd, we'll see the official launch of the fan takeover ultimate elites, Amazon exclusives, uh, Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania nine and Jeff Hardy from when he won the WWE title. Uh, so it's more of a, a uh, I think it's his, uh, gear from the night after winning the title, but those are going up at seven twenty three. Um, there'll be another Mattel Creations item to be revealed on the 19th, and that'll go up on the 23rd as well. There's a Ringside Collectibles exclusive, which will be going up on the 23rd, and Legend Series 12 Target exclusive will be going up for pre-order as well. And then on the 24th, we saw some images of these pop up. Um, a lot of people thought they were customs. But uh, Walmart's getting an exclusive Hollywood Elite line. Uh, so basically what this is, is um, pretty much uh, movie versions of wrestlers. So it's The Rock. We'll have a figure from Hobbs and Shaw. So it's the uh, the figure with him doing the, the Haka. Um, it was a Haka, right? Yeah, Haka. Um, yeah, Piper from They Live. And we Cena from the Marine would be the first three in that set. And those will go up for pre-order on 724. Pretty damn cool. So I'm excited for the the Piper. 
from They Live. Uh, NECA did a version of that one as well, uh, which I've yet to see in stores anywhere. So, uh, which I kind of really want that one, but I'll definitely be on the lookout for that one when it comes through Walmart. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it for our news. Let's go. You guys want to do bell to bell, or do you want to do a couple more of these uh, uh, discussion questions before we get into that? These discussion ones first, since they're okay. before everything. You just want to go right down the list. Okay. All right. So let's, let's get into a couple more of these questions here. So we've got uh, the biggest thing. Thoughts on a new fiend faction. Did you, uh, did you hear all about it? Like what the plan I was? I did not. Okay. So apparently this, this, so Mike Bennett had an interview and he was explaining that there was a, a, a plan in play. Like it was like a last minute thing as all things are that get demolished from WWE. And it was for basically the puppets to come alive and have like an actual person. So apparently Mike Bennett was going to be Sister Abigail <laughs> and uh, Eric Young was going to be um, uh, Buzzard. The, it's going to be Mercy. The Vulture. Mercy, yeah. That was apparently kinda... what it was. I thought it was kind of weird. So why I thought it be... was kind of... I, I don't why know, would Mike Bennett be... Sister Abigail, instead of like that rambling is what I said, and I was like, "This is so weird." That makes that that would make more sense than him being Sister Abigail. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. I know, me too. That's, that's I like pretty, heard it, and I was like, "This is terrible." That's pretty bad. I thought it was gonna be something cooler than that. Nope, it was <laughs> terrible. I thought it was something to bring up. I mean, as far as that idea sounds bad. Yeah, I, I was like, but I want I want to be opposed to them putting Eric Young or Mike Bennett with the Fiend, but in a different capacity, especially Eric yeah. Young. So we know Eric Young can play crazy. So I mean, yeah. he's doing a great job of that right now in Impact with a uh, Violent by Design. Right. Or I mean, if you want to do, like, you have like Dexter Lumis. And, I don't know. Yeah, tons of people to do it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shit, bring back the boogeyman. Put the boogeyman with the fiend. Have a uh, Karen Cross. Cross would be good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys that'd be good in a faction with a fiend. Um, I just overall, I'm not opposed to the idea of another um, faction with Bray Wyatt or the fiend. As long as it's done right, like it, yeah, if it's it not, definitely like, has. If they did, if they did, the, if they did the Firefly Funhouse, that'd be stupid. But if it's like yeah. introducing like another another monster or like a, I don't know, like some kind of um, apostle or something like that, maybe. But so I think they're doing the Alexa Bliss storyline was going well. Um, 
pretty much. Like, I'm kind of, so kind of curious as to where that's going to go from what happened at WrestleMania uh, since we haven't seen The Fiend since then. So, I'm guessing he'll be at SummerSlam. Yeah. Or if Money in the Bank, Bliss is in the Money in the Bank match, so we could possibly see The Fiend show up and um, distract her from getting the briefcase. Yeah, I mean, he might show up, but I'm saying, like, he probably won't have a match till SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, definitely not. So, that's going to be a pretty big build. Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. It's the, the biggest thing is, like, who would you put in that faction with The Fiend besides, like, a Dexter Loomis-type character or, uh, like, Karrion Cross? Yeah. So now I don't think there's much like purpose for it. Yeah. I just thought Not it was really. like a weird thing that they talked about. And I was like, I kind of just want to see how stupid you guys thought this was. As stupid <laughs> as I thought that was. Well, yeah. honestly, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it would have been a hell of a lot better than the storyline. They're running with Bennett and Maria. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, Lord, that was terrible. That was probably one of the worst Paul Heyman ideas I've ever and we're yeah. seeing come to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Money in the Bank is this weekend. Uh, we'll do a preview for that here in a little bit. But uh, favorite Money in the Bank ladder match? Hmm. I know I know which one Chris will say. It's okay. Which one's that? The one that Punk won. <laughs> Which one did he win? He won two of them. Uh, both, <laughs> probably the first one. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was in some of those matches. The um, money in the bank matches. Because I know one was better than the other one. Another good one was the the one that had Finley in it. One, um, oh, I know what I should say. I should say the one that Jericho won. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> uh, I thought Garrett was gonna pick the one from last year with the uh, oh, with Otis. Otis. <laughs> yeah, that was the best one, man. Remember, remember when we were like all hype for that and like we how let down like we were after. <laughs> yep. Or like, yeah, they're gonna battle up each four. Uh, we were, we were like really looking forward to it, and it was just like really bad. It was so bad. If I was to pick one, um, my favorite one would probably be. I think it was. Um, let me try to get the right venue. I want to say it was WrestleMania twenty one. Uh, um, that one's the one that had uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Um, who was it? It was Shelton Benjamin? Um, um, 
uh, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, uh, Christian, uh, Kane, and uh, Edge. Did I say Edge? Yeah. It's the one that Edge won. He said it was WrestleMania uh, 21? Yeah. Is that the one where um, then Edge cashed in at uh, New Year's Revolution? Uh, he cashed in at... Um, what did he cash in at? He cashed in at some point. That's where he, when he won uh, the belt and did the ready to R thing. Um, yeah, that was um, that was a New Year's Revolution that he cashed in at because it was the um after the uh elimination chamber. Chamber, yeah. So but it listen. was it was Edge, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Christian Kane, and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was one Edge one. Yeah, this is this matches with the one where I, it, it was like big for me because Edge is like one of, was one of my favorite wrestlers at the time. Uh, Chris Benoit was one of my favorite wrestlers at the time. Uh, I like I always like Jericho and Kelton Benjamin. Like he kind of even though he didn't win the match, like he kind of stole the show a little bit. Like, this is when he really stood out to me, and I'm like, this dude's going to be the next world champion, but never happened. <laughs> uh, it was, um, but what I was thinking about, WrestleMania 22, uh, this one had Randy Orton, Edge, Matt Hardy, uh, Finley. I just had that whole thing in here. Uh, Mr. Kennedy, Edge, Randy Orton, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, CM Punk, Booker T, and Finley. Okay, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. I think this was the um, yeah, WrestleMania 23. Yeah, this is one one of the first one that Punk won. Is he won yeah. twenty three and then won again at twenty four? Well, this one, um, twenty three, he was mainly because of, debut, right? Yeah, yeah. This one was mainly like Finley. Like, it's very, very surprised to see Finley in a match like this, and just like the overall performance that Finley put into this match was just amazing. Yeah, that was it. Was pretty good. All right, so I, I looked online, and I found uh, the Sportster has a top 10 list. Do you want to guess what number one is? Um, I think it's just, that was Money in the Bank pay-per-view matches, right? No, I found one that was no. just ladder matches. Just ladder matches? Yeah, yeah. I, had to look, I had to type in ladder matches. Yeah, I was just looking at one that they had, and it was all, um. yeah, I saw it was like Money in the Bank matches. And the number one on there was uh, CM Punk versus John Cena. Yeah, that was literally the one I was just looking at. Yeah, this one <laughs> this one is actually just ladder matches. Awesome. And Carl's is what's number one on this list. Oh, wow. Yeah. So WrestleMania 21 one was number one. Number two is Money in the Bank 2016. The one with Del Rio, Owens, Jericho, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Dean Ambrose. Oh, um, uh, let me correct myself here. 23, Punk did not win the briefcase. It was actually uh, Kennedy. 
Yes. Yeah, and then he got and injured then, and then lost a briefcase to Edge on SmackDown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Correction. Uh, Money in the Bank 2011 is number three on this list, which was Barrett, Gable, Slater, Kane, Sin Cara, Daniel Bryan, Cody Rhodes, and Sheamus. What was yours, Garrett? I uh, honestly, I didn't really even think about it because I was like trying to think of ladder matches in my head, and I was like, man, I can't even think of one. <laughs> Uh, I wish they'd move it back to WrestleMania. Yeah, they should. They need to start having the fucking pay per view. Yeah, uh, that's like we talked about last week. All the gimmick yeah. pay per views. Yep. Put put Money in the Bank back at WrestleMania. Get rid of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, or move it to the pre-show. Put the ladder match on the main card. Like, because half your title, you're not half the guys. You're not going to see defend like the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title. Like they don't get defended very often at WrestleMania anyway, or even the tag titles. Right. So just put some of those guys in the Battle Royal and put like the bigger stars in the money in the ladder match. Uh, you can do, you can do a women's ladder match, Money in the Bank match at Mania, and you can do the men's match at Mania. We don't need the separate pay per view for it, because. So, the the pay per view the money in the bank pay per view initially was just it was a dual branded pay per view, and you had the raw money in the bank and you had the SmackDown money in the bank, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much the whole purpose of that. But now it's just they can challenge for whatever champion their show's respective champion. So I mean, it's it really doesn't make any sense. Let's put it back on Mania. Okay. All right. Uh, last question we got on here is a uh, pretty much a this or that. Uh, which Kurt Angle theme, in your opinion, is better? His WWE theme or his TNA theme? TNA theme. This is a tough one. A tough one. Uh, he says it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Because his I mean, WWE theme is more iconic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, you, if you're going off, like, better song, like, of course, his TNA theme music would be the, the better song. But even though it wasn't his originally, I think it was the Patriots's. Uh, yeah, it was the Patriots theme. Yeah. This, <laughs> the I think it was, was it Steve Austin or The Rock that did the You Suck? Um, it was Edge, actually. Was it Edge? Yeah. Yeah, well, somebody started to use it, and then now it's just like, I don't know. It's like every time you hear that music, even though, like, even if he was face, like, everybody would chant, you suck. Yeah. Uh, and when you're in a, a arena and, and you're doing it, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like. I don't know the WWE. I would say WWE just because like you that nostalgia when you're in an arena and it his music hits and everybody is just you know singing at the top of the lungs that uh you suck. Uh, yeah, I 
for me, it's the impact one. Just it's not just the song; it's the entrance too that goes with it. Like I think his his impact entrance, his TNA entrance, was a thousand times better than the WWE one. And just that music, just like just the beginning of that music was just, it's like you knew, like when Angle's music hit in TNA, you were getting a hell of a matchup if he was wrestling. Like yep. honestly, he some of his better matches in his career were in Impact or TNA. But but uh yeah, WWE one is definitely more more iconic and more recognizable, but I, I like the impact yeah. game more. I mean I like the I like the impact like don't get me wrong, it's like this is a, a tough choice. It's like choosing like which kid do you like better. <laughs> but uh yeah, well, man. Uh, second time I heard that today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I will go with the slight edge to the WWE theme just for the uh, um, nostalgia factor. That, yeah, because I've like was there a few times, and it's just you know everybody. I mean, I mean, you're right. There's there's nothing like being in a crowd, and when that music hits and everyone chanting in unison, you suck. I mean, it's it's definitely an awesome feeling. Um, definitely, uh, just like when you're watching uh, Cena take on Jericho, and people yeah. are chanting "Let's go Cena," and you're chanting "Y2J." So. When I when I went to uh, when I went to uh, Big Time Wrestling, uh, he was like one of the people that was there signing autographs. Yeah. And he had like a thing when they brought him out. They brought him out to the WWE thing. He came out to the WWE thing, and everybody still kind of. Everybody still kind of. A licensing rights for that? Oh, uh, I mean, they don't. I don't think they recorded it. They record all their shows. I mean, you can play whatever music you want to, as long as you don't yeah. charge somebody to listen to it. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, so that was a uh, yeah, it was a tough one. But like I said, I was um, listening to uh, Amazon Music, and I was just doing random uh, searches to see what would come up for Impact themes or TNA themes, and uh, Kurt Angles was one of them that popped up on there. So I was like, oh man, I forgot how awesome this was. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Another one that popped up on there too was uh, Jay Lethal's uh, Black Machismo theme. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like the I like the the AJ Styles uh, AJ Styles like his first one or it might have been the second the, one. Uh, but was it the get, get Ready to Fly or the I Am I Am one? The I Am I Am one. Yeah, that was the uh, yeah that was his last theme that he had in Impact. I like it better than his, the one he has now. Yeah. They don't want none, though. They don't want none. They don't want none. That's what somebody else needs to go back to Impact. AJ South. <laughs> yeah. AJ South. Yeah, kind of. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, they they'll both be uh, TNA guys to me. 
Like no matter what they do with WWE, I'm like, ah. Uh, oh uh, yeah, I could, I get that. All right. Yeah, definitely, definitely better in uh, Impact. But uh, we got some potential for, for some awesomeness with Samoa Joe. So let's uh, let's get into Bell to Bell, so we can talk about that. Bell to Bell this week. Uh, really nothing going on on SmackDown uh, besides the, the build-up for Money in the Bank. Uh, Edge and Roman Reigns. And, uh, the Usos are fully united, so it looks like uh, Jimmy is not facing any repercussions for his DUI that he got nailed for again since he was uh, still on TV. Prominent storyline. Uh, let's What else happened? Raw really wasn't much. Uh, the biggest thing coming off of Raw um, that I forgot to put in the notes, uh, potential breakup maybe, little tease of uh, MVP and Lashley splitting. Uh, Xavier Woods rolled up um, Lashley to get the pinfall. And then and later on in the VIP lounge, Lashley like flipped on MVP. Uh, we'll see what happens this Sunday at Money in the Bank. But could, uh, could the New Day be in Bobby Lashley's head? We're going to get Kofi Mania too. Maybe. Nah. I don't. Lashley going to keep that title till uh, SummerSlam and face Goldberg. I was hoping he'd face The Rock. Uh, I don't think it's going to be The Rock. Um, Rumors of uh, Goldberg returning to TV this week. Yeah. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Maybe he's going to AEW. <laughs> Goldberg to AEW? Yeah, instead of maybe Garrett Sterling. Instead of oh, he's uh, so he's still David got like Ryan, two. Goldberg. He's still got like two more matches under contract with WWE. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. So NXT this week, um, Zia Lee is going to challenge Raquel Gonzalez. Is that for the title? It is. Nice. It was very weird. It was kind of strange because it was like, you know, NXT is really good, but this is like one of those like really weird things where like it kind of seemed like off. Like, so Dakota faced Ember Moon and beat Ember Moon in the match, which, yes, I know you're upset now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But heartbreaking. She, but Zaylee just like came out there was like, I want a title shot. Raquel's like, okay, and that was it. I was like, that's well, not, so no, weird. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even that though. Raquel held up the belt. I was like, oh, you want this? Right. Like, it was so it, weird. It just like, like seemed strange. I did not like it. Yeah. Very strange. It was like, <laughs> it was like she didn't even ask for a title shot. She just held up her belt. Like, hey, you want this? And she's like, yes. I was like, okay. Yeah, it just seemed very unnatural. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's. I do. I do kind of vaguely remember. I was kind of 
was trying to do like four different things at once while I was watching NXT. So like I remember Ember losing the Dakota, and I kind of remember like the Zaylee thing, but not like a whole bunch. Um, I completely missed the Mandy Rose thing. Apparently, so, yeah, she yeah she was out there for uh, it was it's Aaliyah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. She uh, yeah. She was I didn't out see there, a... and uh, she was wrestling. Uh, I don't remember the girl she was wrestling. The orange-haired bitch. I don't know who her other name is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know her name. She's one of those like new people. I don't know her name. Anyway, so she like lost and like turned on Robert Stone and like, beat the shit out of Robert Stone. Thank God. And, I remember seeing uh, that. But like the whole match, Mandy Rose is out there watching it. And there's like a little bit later on where like Frankie and Mandy like talk to each other, kind of like maybe they're being there's like this new faction where like Frankie's with Aaliyah and the girl she's been with, and like Mandy Rose is joining it too. I don't know, it just kind of like was thrown in the air. I wasn't really sure. Hmm. I honestly would not be opposed to that if they did, um, Mandy Rose, Frankie. And Dana Brooke. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be a pretty pretty solid um uh, little group on NXT. Uh we had that one. Uh what else? Uh, <laughs> LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. Was hilarious. <laughs> I knew that was, yeah. was gonna be like like a hundred percent. That was great. That was probably one of my favorite segments. On NXT. Um, it, it was just genius. Like, like I told you to mow the lawn. He's like, yeah. And I'm a millionaire too. So I paid him to do it. <laughs> like a little kid. <laughs> the kid kicks LA Knight in the shin. <laughs> yep. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. The the dynamic between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight is just is amazing. Like these these guys have pretty good chemistry together. So. Uh, looking forward to you know there'll be another match between the two of them. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, main event: Carrying uh, Cross retains against the fuck did he wrestle Gargano? Yes, yes, Johnny Gargano. Which is a pretty um, good match, but like you can tell it wasn't going to be long when you watched it. Yeah, because like but the, it started with like ten minutes left in the show. Yeah, but the the biggest thing to come out of this is uh, Cross choking out Samoa Joe, which is so. which is weird though, because like you kind of had um, Adam Cole calling out Samoa Joe too. Um, yeah. Like they were kind of teasing like a potential storyline there, um, and then you know then Cross attacking Joe in the in the match. So I think eventually we're gonna get Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, Samoa Joe versus Cross. We may even get a triple threat match with Cross, Joe, and Cole, which I would not be opposed to at all. I, I say, I say, fucking Samoa Joe, uh, Karen Cross, book it for SummerSlam main event. 
damn straight. It'd be better than anything else we can put on there. Yep. Who are we going to get? Lashley versus what? Lesnar or Goldberg? Roman versus whoever? <laughs> John Cena. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have Cross and Joe. Yep. I'll be I'd honest. I'll be Cross, Joe, honest. and Cole main event. I don't know why they can't still do Roman and John Cena without the title. Like to me, what what do you find is the better draw? Just just throw this out there. Would you rather see for the WWE Championship Roman Reigns versus John Cena or Edge versus Seth Rollins? Edge versus Rollins. Thank you. That's what I think they need to do with it. And I don't know why they're not thinking about that. Like, I would so much rather watch that. Because honestly, it's. If Cena's not, if Cena's coming back for one match, maybe, maybe two, they're not going to put the title on Cena. No. They're basically just going to feed him the Roman to help boost Roman more. And if you're going to do that, then you, it doesn't need to be a title match. Drop the title to Edge, let Edge and Rollins go at it for the title. That's what I think. Or even be. vice versa. Rollins wins money in the bank and cashes in on Roman. And then it's Edge versus Rollins for the title, with Rollins defending the title. Do something. It's more more compelling than watching, at least in that aspect. You know, Edge is still gonna be around. Mm-hmm. Like if he's gonna be there and they put the belt on him, he's gonna do, you know, whatever he needs to do with the company as long as he's part of that active storyline. Um, where Cena, like he may be there for a couple weeks in a row and then disappear to go film a commercial for some, something like where he's voicing a cartoon elephant and then you won't see him again for like three weeks. So we don't need a Lesnar situation again with John Cena. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's going to lose the title to John Cena. I think I I don't think so either. They're just bringing him in to get ratings and it's another not that he can put it under Roman Reigns' belt. Oh, he's the greatest ever. He beat John Cena for the world title. And mm-hmm. Well, I, under, I understand, you know, with SummerSlam being... SummerSlam will be... I'm sure will end up being, like, full capacity for the crowd. Like, with everything being opened back up and everything, like, no, no capacity caps or anything like that. So I understand wanting to give the crowd something big for your, your you know your basically your third biggest pay per view year. If you wanna make if you wanna make give the crowd something big, fucking get the rock to come back. It ain't even gotta be a match. Just have him come beat the fuck out of Roman Reigns after whatever match he has and declare himself ahead of the table and leave and everybody would eat that shit up. <laughs> then we don't see and we don't see The Rock again until WrestleMania. Or he actually, or he takes on Roman Reigns. Hulk Hogan for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See how good of an actor he really is. <laughs> that I, I'd be awful for that one because you think about when they did the uh, the Cena versus Rock. Um, they had like that full year to build that matchup, and like Cena would like take like 
quick little jabs at the rock during some of his promos against other opponents. And he'd be like, you know, I'm here every week. Where are you? You're not here. I haven't heard anything from you. You know, just going back and forth like that. And the rock would like, you know, fire back on Twitter or something, or, you know, occasionally they do like a via satellite thing or pre-tape, whatever. But even still, it was like still one of the better builds that WWE's done in the last like 15 years. Yeah. Cross and Joe, main event, SummerSlam, book it. Like it. Book it. Yeah, so NXT, NXT overall wasn't bad. It, like, you can't, you come off the Great American Bash the week before, uh, which was a solid event. Um, I mean, it didn't really feel like usually how those, those shows feel like it's a takeover. It didn't really have a takeover type feel to it. It, it felt like a, like a regular edition of NXT, uh, maybe beefed up a little bit, maybe turned up to like five instead of like turned up to 10. Um, but this week it kind of, kind of slumped down a bit with some of the, the matchups and stuff that were on there. Uh, I would say if it wasn't for, uh, cross and Joe, this probably would have been like, like a pretty, not one of the best, not one of the best NXTs. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. No, I'm not. I won't say it's bad, but like compared to like the quality, like programming stuff that we usually get from NXT, this one definitely wasn't up there as far as that. Um, I will say the one match we didn't get on here was um Loomis and um Santos Escobar. Escobar was a pretty good, pretty solid matchup. I quite enjoyed that one too. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the women's match, the women's match, uh, the Amber Moon, um, Fushi verse, uh, Amber Dakota, Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. Dakota Kai, yeah, that wasn't a bad match, no, because Ember Moon was in it, so like it's not gonna be a bad match, okay? So they had three <laughs> solid, they had three solid, uh, yeah. matches. I was, and they I had, wasn't saying it was bad, I'm just saying it's like it didn't feel like it was, you know, up to par, like. Every other week was. Uh, I don't know. To me, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, but I still, I still enjoyed the show. Still was a good show. Uh, I just kind of felt like there was like something missing. But, but uh, anywho, AEW this week, uh, Ricky Starks. Pulls up the upset on Brian Cage and is the new FTW champion. I didn't realize that this was a title that was going to be defended. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he, um, um, uh, Luke Hobbs, uh, hit, uh, Brian Cage with the title. Yeah. And, uh, that was how. That with, uh, Taz's son on the other side, um, distracting the ref. So yep. Hobbs blasted Cage. So Cage is officially done with Team Taz. Which yep. I thought was the other way around with um, them kicking Ricky Starks out with the way that they've been going with the storyline. But uh, uh no, they uh they kicked out uh they kicked out Cage. Yeah. And, uh, we'll we'll see where this goes from here. So they're definitely gonna make Cage a face, and he's probably gonna end up tearing through uh Team Taz. So hopefully that builds him back up into more of a uh, prominent position or at least contending for the TNT title against Miro. 
which could be a pretty solid bet on that one. Yep. I actually would not be opposed to that match at all. Pretty good. Uh, then we had the IWGP US title on the line as uh, Moxley retained over Carl Anderson. I uh, missed this one. I uh, really wanted to see this matchup too. It was okay. It wasn't the best like match I've seen out of either either guy, but it was okay. Uh, I'll have to pull up some highlights and check it out. But uh, there's a couple other a couple other things in there. Uh, we had uh, Hangman Page and the uh, the Elite go at it verbally. Uh, basically, Hangman challenged Kenny Omega. Um, Elite tried to jump Page. Dark Order came in, obviously made the save. We got a five-man, basically it's a Survivor Series match, five-man elimination match or ten-man elimination tag match next week for Dynamite for Fighter Fest 2, which will be here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so if Page and the Dark Order win, uh, Page will get his title shot against Kenny Omega. And the Dark Order will get a tag title shot. If they lose, the Dark Order will not get a tag title shot, and Hangman loses his title shot. So you definitely know that type of stipulation they're going to end up winning. But yep. Um, so kind of interesting to see that, and the Young Bucks keep coming out every single week, and you just think that they can't look more ridiculous. Uh, this week they're wearing onesies. I mean, they find a way to look more ridiculous every week. Yeah. Yep. They're yeah, just ridiculous. Oh. Uh, main event: uh, Darby Allen takes on Ethan Page in a coffin match. So AEW's first coffin match. And Darby Allen picks up the win. Uh, Ethan Page does not want to talk about this match at all. <laughs> Uh, even threw up his uh, immediately after Dynamite, uh, threw up his jacket for sale in the uh, major wrestling figure podcast Facebook group. So. <laughs> oh, man, good stuff there. I did miss the ending to this matchup. So Garrett, how did this end? Uh, well, I didn't watch it either, but reading through it and seeing the little highlights I have. Uh, I know Scrupulous Sky was in the coffin at one point, and yeah, that was sort of the beginning. And then, yeah, and I know Sting like nah. took him out or whatever. Um, but uh, he, I can't remember what he did to get him in the coffin, but he got him in, and then afterwards, after the match, he like coffin dropped him because, of course, why wouldn't he? And like destroyed the coffin at the end. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounded like a uh, your typical Darby Allen match. So. Yeah, more or less all it was. Yeah. Typical Darby Allen. Just there's an actual coffin. He does his move actually makes sense for once. Because he did it into a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, let's see, Impact, uh, which is on this evening. We're just um, recording on Thursday. Uh, they did add another match to Slam Anniversary. Uh, which would be Tanila Dashwood and Caleb with a K uh, taking on Matt Cardona and a mystery partner. 
Um, it's actually not Neil Dashwood and Caleb. It's Neil Dashwood and Brian Myers taking on Matt Cardona and a mystery partner. And why they put a you missed the Brian Myers part on there, but yeah. So um, the biggest thing with this, Chelsea Green debuted for Ring of Honor. I'm sure she's able to wrestle other places as well, uh, but she'll be a part of the the Women's Championship Tournament uh, that's going on throughout the rest of the summer. Um, she is not medically clear to wrestle. Uh, she was part of that first round. Their 90-day no-complete compete clause ends this week. So I believe actually it was Wednesday that the, all those clauses ended, Tuesday or Wednesday. So they are all free to go wherever they want. So we'll see what happens. Um, two of the bigger names, uh, of course, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the Iconics, uh, they're up in the air. Mickey James will probably pop up somewhere as well. Uh, but let's... Uh, He's in NWA, right? She is in NWA, uh, but she's not actually. I know she's wrestling on the 73rd anniversary, but she's not wrestling on their Empower, and I don't know if she's like under a talent contract with NWA. But I think I think with NWA they can pretty much pop up wherever. Um, was it uh, Danny Limelight and Slice Boogie actually just debuted for MLW uh, this past weekend at their uh, Battle Riot pay per view. Uh, they're the uh, the new LAX managed by Conan. Uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Um, that was pretty much the biggest thing I saw on Impact. The rest of it is going to be built up for um, for Slammiversary. The WrestleGeddon Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackOfCards.com. Yes, that's StackOfCards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackOfCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at StackOfCards.com. That's StackOfCards with a Z.com. Uh, but let's get into Slammiversary. We'll go through the card here, and we'll give our predictions here for what's going to happen, what we think is going to happen. Uh, we'll start off, might as well start off with the big one. Uh, Kenny Omega defending against Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Championship. Uh, they probably have Omega retaining. I'm pretty sure Omega's going to end up retaining, and I think we'll get a uh, surprise uh, debut at the end of this pay-per-view to challenge uh, Kenny Omega. Or Smyre run out and say, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, it probably ended in like disqualification or something. Or yeah. Somebody interfere, the Good Brothers or somebody will interfere, and then somebody yep. will run out and save them. Uh, we know it's not going to be Samoa Joe, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm trying to think what other male superstars were released during that first round. 
that could potentially uh, could potentially show up at Slammiversary. There will at least be one or there's at least gonna be three three surprise um debuts here because you got whoever is teaming with Matt Cardona, uh, whoever's taking on Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, there, there's got to be somebody else, at least another person. But um, yeah, but I think we're all pretty much in agreement that Omega is going to retain over Sammy Callahan. Yep. Uh, the return of Ultimate X. Josh Alexander defending against Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju. I'm excited for this one, honestly. It's Ultimate X is one of my favorite impact matches um, after the uh, the King of the Mountain match. So, so glad that they brought brought back Ultimate X. But, um, I I think Alexander's going to retain in this one, honestly. Think so. Yep. Unless um, we made Chris Bay. Bay Bay. Chris Bay is Bay. <laughs> the other thing I can see is probably uh Fulton helping uh Austin pick up the win. Yep. And I am gonna pick Ace Austin to be different. Awesome. The good thing with this match, though, is like if we're gonna be completely honest, anyone could win this match. Absolutely, and like, honestly, this will probably end up being the match of the night. Like there's, there's no no doubt in my mind that this match is gonna blow away the rest of the, the rest of this card. Because I there's no way Omega and Callahan is gonna deliver on the deliver on the caliber of this Ultimate X match. Maybe maybe Otis will come out and win it. <laughs> <laughs> was he released? No, it was um it was Tucker that was released. Oh Tucker. Was yeah, released. Otis is still there. Tag teaming with Chad Gable. With no beard. No beard. He looks like he looks like the bad guy from um Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Francis. That was his name, Francis. It's like Francis. <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. Oh, uh, let's see what else we got here. We've got um, uh, Chris Saban taking on Moose. Give me Moose. Yeah, yeah Moose. Moose is one of this. <laughs> yeah, Moose is definitely taking this one. Um, Moose resigned um their two year deal with Impact, so um, I'm pretty sure there's some big plans with Moose sticking around. Um, honestly, if we don't see someone show up with the, uh, Callahan Omega match, I can see Moose being one that gets involved in this and then setting up to be a challenger for Kenny Omega at the next pay-per-view. And maybe this time actually picking up the mm-hmm. win because Moose had that match won, honestly, the last time that they wrestled, but. We'll see where we go from there. Uh, let's see. Impact Knockouts Championship match. Deanna Perrazzo, depending against, defend, depending, defending against a mystery opponent who will not be announced or revealed until Slammiversary. 
Um, I know when we talked last week, when we had Kenny on, we were talking Chelsea Green. Um, I can probably see her showing up more so with the uh, Matt Cardona match. But um, I would not be surprised if we see Deanna Perrazzo defend that title against Mickey James. Yeah. But, um, definitely see Perrazzo retaining, though. Whoever, whoever she's going up against, uh, she's definitely going to retain that title. Yeah, I think so. Unless it's like uh, Tessa Blanchard or something. Uh, I didn't even think about Tessa either. Maybe they uh, work things out and they're bringing her back. So that would be a pretty decent one, too. Maybe we see Mickey James team with uh, Matt Cardona. Be interesting stuff there. Yep. I'm digging Deanna as well. Awesome. I know it must be nice. I'm typing for once. I know it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I just pull actually just pulled up the list of releases here. Um, just to see who was released. So we're looking back in April. Uh, highly doubt Lar Sullivan's going to show up anywhere. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, so we got uh, Mojo Raleigh, Wesley Blake, Mo Dallas, Kalisto. Wesley Tucker. Blake, I could, well, Murphy, I could see. Blake, I could see too. I could see, honestly, them coming back as a tag team. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Um, like uh, so them being, and them being on Impact would be great. Absolutely. Yep. Or even they do or even, or even if just even if Murphy just comes in the impact and joins the X division would be great as well. Yeah. There's not really anybody as far as like the yeah. female talent goes that was released in April. It was just Chelsea Green, Mickey James, and the iconics. So their their 90 day no compete would be coming up, um, which is actually we'll say the 16th. Today's the 15th. 15th. So actually, their 90 days was up today. So, um, or yesterday. But yeah. I'm not sure who else would, uh, really benefit from showing up on there. Uh, Steve Cutler is already there. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. Violent by Design defending their tag team championships against Rich Swan and Really Mac, TJP and Falaba, and the Good Brothers in a fatal four way. I think the Good Brothers are due a win. Yeah, they're they're lost, doing a good like every title back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to say violent by design routines. Uh, I'm picking uh, Willie Mac and Rich Swan. Or 
I'm still going violent by design, but I can see them maybe uh, Heath coming back and costing them the titles. Yep. Then we get a feud with uh, Heath and Violent by Design. Since uh, it's supposed to be Rhino and and Heath cashing in that uh, little uh, uh, player's choice trophy or whatever it was. All right. Uh, Knockouts tag team action. Fire and Flava defending against Havoc and Rosemary. Uh, have fire and flavor retaining. I I think I have to agree with that one. They've been on the tear with those tag titles, um, since they won them back from uh, Grace and Ellering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also going with them. I agree. Like they they've been on a tear, and I think that my uh. Havoc and Rosemary end up losing. That might cause a rift between Havoc and Rosemary, and then we'll get a uh, another feud with between the two of them, so, which would be make for some pretty good matches. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this one is just going to be like a straight up brawl. Um, Eddie Edwards versus W. Morrissey, um, who is still undefeated. So I'm picking Morrissey for this one. Yeah, I'm picking Morrissey. All right. Well, I guess I'll be the only one that picks uh, Eddie. <laughs> I I honestly think that Cass is doing like some of his best work right now on Impact. Like he looks good. His mic skills are have improved. His in ring work has gotten better. Uh, I think he's he's doing some good stuff right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, and this one that was just added, uh, Dashwood and Brian Myers taking on Matt Cardona and a mystery opponent. Um, going with Cardona and the mystery opponent for this one. Same as well. Mm, I go the other way, this to be different. All right, all right, all right, all right. So. All right, so Slammiversary will be Saturday night. Um, and of course, we'll go through uh, next week. We'll run through the results and stuff on this one. Uh, keep tabs at home, folks. See who, uh, who came out with the predictions on this one. See who was close. Close enough. So. Do we, uh, I don't think we even keep tabs on it, do we? <laughs> no, nah, not really. Unless you guys <laughs> want to do like a, a prediction championship. <laughs> Something like that. I got I got a belt we can pass around. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we can just like take pictures with it and then we'll just use that for images. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Slammiversary Saturday night, uh Sunday night, WWE money in the bank. Uh so let's just money money money. Money. Uh, another gimmick pay per view that should be on WrestleMania. <laughs> so, uh, let's let's kick it off from the top. WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley uh, defending against Kofi Kingston. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, will we see Kofi Mania too? 
Or is uh, the Hurt business going to stay strong? Or will Xavier Woods turn on Kofi and join the Hurt business? Or will Kofi join the Hurt business? Or will both Woods and Kofi join the Hurt business? Like a new Hurt business? (laughs) There's a uh, lot of possibilities with this one. By the way... I'm picking the bigger man with the the ugly face. The, the, uh, <laughs> I'm uh I don't see Kofi winning. I think Lashley's gonna hold on to this title for a little while longer. Um I think we'll get a big match with Bobby and uh bigger name talent at SummerSlam. So possibly like Goldberg, Lesnar. Um, the Rock, Cena, somewhere along those lines, uh, we'll see a big name come in for uh, for Lashley to face at SummerSlam. So definitely going Lashley to retain on this one. Is that what you're picking too, Carl? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the last one. You already knew I was going with the last one. Lashley. Lashley. all right universal championship roman reigns taking on edge i'm taking edge because i want edge to win you want edge to win i do want edge to win i do too but it's not gonna happen and i'm trying to be optimistic you know glass is half half full (laughs) yeah well yeah. This hopefully Roman Reigns will fuck this up. Yeah, hopefully. I'll uh, I'll stick on your bandwagon, Chris, and I'll pick Edge with you. <laughs> if he wins, we'll count on the next episode when we open it up. We get like on this day, I think all right, Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair. As no matter what we do, Charlotte Flair ends up in the title picture. Um, she is one of the best on the roster, but we can keep her away from the title for a little bit. Uh, she doesn't necessarily have to be involved in a program for the title. Um, apparently, it's in her contract. I don't know. But um, I'm going for her. I'm taking Ripley to retain um, just to get some uh, revenge from uh, WrestleMania last year. Yeah, Ripley will retain. I look like a sweep here. <laughs> you taking Garrett? I'm taking Ripley. I was going to pick her before y'all even said anything. Okay. <laughs> I thought All you right, so. to go to Splash Mountain. No. Woo. Longest Woo. line for the wettest ride. Yeah. We need to make some Splash Mountain shirts with Charlotte on it. <laughs> I like something like signifying Charlotte Flair and Splash Mountain. They probably should. Probably. Yeah. Woo. We do like... um. We could do like a peacock, like the peacock feathers in the background. 
and then just put in their longest line for the wettest ride and see if anybody gets it. <laughs> I like it. All right. So the next two matches, these are always going to be fun to predict. Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. We've got Ricochet, John Morrison, Matt Riddle. Nope. Drew McIntyre. It's Matt nope. Riddle. It's nope. Matt Riddle. No, that's Matt not Riddle. what I'm saying. No, too. Nope. No. He said the name wrong. Who's in it? Right. It's Matt Riddle. I'm not saying just Riddle. It's Matt Riddle. No, 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 no. That's not who I'm talking about. Whose name you're saying wrong? I'm I talking about Morrison. I'm not his saying name right. I'm not it's saying Johnny, Johnny Drip Drip. drip. No. drip. <laughs> I'm I'm done with Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> it's Johnny Drip Drip. The Moist Sea Superstar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Uh, I think they're going to give it to Riddle. I fucking hope not. Uh, I say Seth Rollins. You think they're going to give it to Riddle? I think they're going to give it to Riddle. They're definitely not giving it to Ricochet. It's definitely not going to Morrison. Um, um excuse you. I'm sorry you don't appreciate Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> I love John Morrison, but there's they're not giving him the money in the bank briefcase. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I wrote it right for you. All right, who am I going with? Hmm. I'm gonna go with a wild card. I'm gonna pick Biggie. I go with a wild card. Way wow. out of the park person. Yeah. But I'm all right with it. Because when I'm right, I'll be right. It's all right. You know what will happen? He'll win it, and then he'll end up losing it in the court of law. So it'll be all right. Or what <laughs> if, uh, what if uh, Big E wins and Kofi wins, and then he catches it in on um, Kofi at SummerSlam? There you go. Ooh. Ooh. Drama. Yep. <laughs> he comes out as the Black Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that's great! Uh, women's Money in the Bank. Uh, we've got Oscar, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, the returning Zelina Vega, and just added Natalia and Tamina. So the women's tag team titles are not being defended at Money in the Bank because they're in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Well, that's because who, what, what female can they compete for? That's the problem. Exactly. They have everybody who, who could compete for it in the thing. Yep. Uh, if there's only a tag team that they couldn't that they could have put together a challenge think, uh, for them. I think Nikki Cross is going to win. You think so? Mm-hmm. Put, she's been pushed pretty prominently, so I can, Nikki Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. The hurricane comes out and helps her win. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I thought Carmella wasn't Carmella in this match, or did she get replaced? Uh, she got replaced by Morgan, right? Because she initially was supposed to be in the match. I think so, she lost. Yeah, yeah. So she's facing um, Bianca. Uh, That's right. Like, 
on SmackDown. Because Bailey got is Bailey's injury, so right. they move Morgan into the Money in the Bank match and Carmella to the title match. Right. Which makes you wonder if they had planned for Carmella to win the Money in the Bank to begin with. It's possible again. <laughs> yeah. So, because why would you take? Why would Carmella be the one to pull from the Money in the Bank match to wrestle in Bailey's place? Yeah. Over someone that like Liv Morgan who is not in the money in the bank match. That's the biggest thing too. But um oh this is a tough one. I think I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Alexa. You think so? Actually no, actually no, scratch that. Zelina Vega. Good, because I'm going with Alexa. You're going Alexa? Hell yeah. Well, what do you think? Was she going to use it to challenge the theme for... <laughs> for uh, control the fun, the fun house? <laughs> Hell yeah. Why not? Oh, awesome. And uh, final match. AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Viking Raiders. The Raw Tag Team Championship. You know how the SmackDown titles aren't being defended. Do you do you know who has the SmackDown tag titles? Uh Dominic and Ray. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. See, yeah, they're the, probably the, for, for Carl reacting the way he reacted. That's exactly the point. They they won them on Father's Day. Yep. Well, mm. I remember. Yep. It's just the the whole point of like you never defend them, so nobody right. even knows that you have it. Yeah, pretty well, much. They might. I mean, it's just free- like this week on Raw is the first time Sheamus has defended the U.S. title. I think he probably got cleared medically, like enough that he could actually wrestle. Right. I know, but still, like Apollo isn't defending the Intercontinental title as of now. So, yeah. Good yeah. All right, so money in the bank. Oh, I'm talking about tag team type championships. Uh, I think the Viking Raiders are going to take this. I think we're going to see the end of uh, Styles and Omos's reign and maybe move Styles into a uh, different program. No, I, I think they retain. I do as well. They don't have nothing for Styles, so they're just going to let them be tag team champions. I think the only way they lose is for. I think the only way that um, Styles and Omos lose is if they're going to break them up somehow. Yeah. Like, to me, it doesn't make sense. There's no way you have a guy that fucking big and they're going to lose, like, straight up. And then having somebody like the. uh, The uh, act, like. As good as Styles to just like straight up lose the match for no reason. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. So, that's just me. But yeah, good times. <laughs> awesome. So, Money in the Bank is Sunday night. Um, Pretty solid. So, we'll get that. And then there's supposed to be 
uh, draft planned after SummerSlam. So we'll yeah, see well. if that actually happens. So. Uh, a draft? Yeah, uh, WWE is looking to do another draft after SummerSlam. Oh, okay. So they're going to do one like twice a year now or something? Or has it been a year? I think it's been a year since they've done it because it was after the, uh, the debut of SmackDown. It was the, actually the debut of SmackDown on Fox was the uh, the second part of the draft or the second part first day. It was one of the nights of the draft. Um, that's been because they didn't do one last year, so it's been a couple of years. Awesome. So that's pretty much it. Uh, vintage Throwdown. We will. I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, we're going to do the uh, first episode of Shotgun Saturday Night this week, but I think we'll um, we'll bump that to next week, so um, I can get, Garrett and I can get a chance to watch it. You know, but good You'll stuff like on it. that one. You'll like it, Garrett. I'm sure I will. It's Shotgun Saturday Night. <laughs> um, Vincent is his awesome voice. <laughs> the only thing is, it didn't stay like this for too long. Though. That's the only sad thing. The only this version for like a few, few, few episodes. Yeah, it was it was cool when they were doing it in the bar type thing, and then after that they went to filming it. Before, I think it was like after SmackDown or before Raw or something like that, and it just wasn't really wasn't the the greatest so. i mean there's some some stuff I, like you know it's it still okay until they change it to velocity and it yet yeah what was it before shotgun saturday night didn't they have one called uh lime wire or something like that uh they had a live wire show which was more of like a uh recap and like news type show yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that was on that. like Sunday morning I used to watch that because I didn't have uh, cable so I'd see what was going on in WWF alright um, that's going to do it for us actually this week Um, yeah Carl theme of the week this week it's back to you oh shit <laughs> and you know, put no thought into this. Uh, forget it was my week. Um, let's see. Um, Uh, let's do uh, Two Code Scorpio's theme in WWF when he was Flash Funk. Oh, the Flash Funk theme. Yeah. Oh, Flash. So funky. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's that's it for us, guys. This is episode 101. So you're uh, officially past episode 100. Uh, like I said, thank you guys for checking that episode out last week. It's one of our bigger episodes as far as downloads and listens go. So hopefully we can continue that trend with this one. You know, I like that show enough to stick around and move on. Continue listening to us. So 
Um, that's all I've got. We'll be back next week. We'll um, we got some more, we'll some more San Diego Comic Con news. Uh, we'll probably run that down next week as well. Of course, the results for Slammiversary and Money in the Bank. We'll go over that. Give our thoughts on the pay per views. Um, probably more so with Money in the Bank. I'm not sure if anyone's going to have time to watch Slammiversary. <laughs> Uh, then we've got uh, a couple, couple other things coming up there also. Good stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, again, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you guys follow the Fig Cave. Um, subscribe to their to wherever you listen to your podcast at. Uh, Fig Cave running podcast and call up. Uh, Turnbuckle Tavern coming down the aisle. King will rule you. Make sure you follow Jimmy King. Good friend of the show. Um, and that's that's all I got. So thank you guys for checking us out again. Uh, on behalf of myself, Chris and Heat Matthews, Guarantee Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you guys for checking us out. This is episode 101. Later, Marks. And Sammy, get us up. We got condoms and spermicidal lube. Oh, for you and wine coolers. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>